Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledyard. Trevor Sycama is alongside me. And we have one of the better, I think I'm excited for this Fan Friday slate. Maybe more than any other Fan Friday slate of questions before. Because we've got some wild questions this week. Um that are football related and that are non-football related uh, that I think we're both pretty excited to get to mm-hmm. um, some hashtag thoughts to get out there. So uh, <laughs> we got to start with Michael Kist, of course, in the history question. Oh no, you didn't even prep me with this one. man. I didn't actually, this is going to be a oh, surprise no. for you uh, in your right. interactions with prospect mom prospects, moms criticizing your evals. Which one most closely resembles Alexander the Great's mother, Olympias? I actually have not had a mom criticize my evil, I don't think, that I can think of. I've had fathers and brothers, for sure, multiple times. Um, I can't think of a mom. You know, the one of the weirdest stories, Marcus Golden's mom flipped out on me a couple weeks ago a couple months ago i guess and i wrote a overwhelmingly positive article about her son and she must have misunderstood i don't know what happened uh his brother and his mom went after me and i had to like explain to them like this article is a positive because i referred to him as an outlier meaning like athletically he doesn't fit your typical prototype (laughs) of a successful player (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he is a successful player, and here's why he'll sustain success. And that's what the article was about. And they just thought that I was saying he was a bad athlete, and that was it. Um, and they apologize or what? No, no, no. I, I think his brother was kind of like, oh, okay, I see where you're coming from, I guess, a little bit. But his mom didn't say anything else, I don't think. But I think it was his brother. I can't remember. It was his cousin or something. But, um, yeah, his whole family, like, went after me. And, and it was I'm completely a Marcus Golden fan, and, like, I – it was it was a, it was an overwhelmingly positive article. Very very strange experience. Um, you know, I I think reading the article, you would you know come to the conclusion that I was easily a fan of him. I don't. So it was strange. But um, yeah, that I mean, uh, they'd all Alexander's dad coming after me before the draft. Um, I only had one mom I've ever interacted with, and it was it was Preston Brown, the linebacker yeah. from Louisville. Yeah. His mother um, kind of went after me a little bit when I said that her son was limited athletically and will be more of like a, a power tackling linebacker in the NFL, probably not a starter. Um, but if he does, it'll be a starter in like a two middle linebacker mm-hmm. system. Yeah. And she was and she just said, wow, another uh, she called me an expert at the time, which is three years ago. And if you think I'm not an expert now, like my Twitter bio says, oh boy, <laughs> you should have been reading me like three or four years ago. Um, but she's like another so-called expert, just like uh, stat book scouting. Wow, what do you know? And I was just like, uh, <laughs> I know you want your son to be great, but right. he's not fast. I don't know what to tell you. He is um, slow. 
all of your love cannot make him faster. Uh, but actually, I mean, he's been, <laughs> if you would have tweeted that, I would have died. He's I would had a lot more uh, early success in the NFL and opportunities than I thought it would. So, like, good for him, man. That's awesome. Um, glad that he's got the chance to kind of showcase what he's been able to yeah. do. So, um, I guess it all works out in the end, huh? I get yelled at, yes. and then he has a better career than I thought. You'll, you'll like this one. Deshaun Jackson's mom, this is when he was in the NFL. She, oh, uh, I think yeah. she has me blocked on, on Twitter. That's um, the goal. He was chirping about something someday, criticizing something, and I, I don't know. I took a shot at him or something, like a little, you know, just a little snide comment, like a little, something funny. And but at uh, him, you like quote tweet him? No, I didn't even tweet at him or anything. I just said subtweet. Yeah, she just was searching her son's name, I guess, on Twitter because you know why not? Seeing what everybody says about him, and they're just going after people who said negative things. I guess I don't remember the whole full context of this conversation, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, she got a little feisty. Um, Good. All right, who's going to start at linebacker for the Lions week one? My guess is Warlow and Jared Davis, and then probably Tahir Whitehead, but, again, you're probably going to be playing two linebackers. And Tahir Whitehead, even though he's kind of billed as an athletic guy, was actually terrible in coverage last year. So, um, you know, Antoine Williams is going to have his opportunity there, I think. Jalen Reeves-Maven obviously will have an opportunity to crack it. My there. boy! I mean, I would love to see Reeves-Maven get it. Uh, it's how healthy he is and how quickly he can be involved in full contact and all that stuff. But, I mean, certainly he eventually will be the starter, I believe, there, as long as he's able to stay healthy. Um, one guy who will not be a starter unless there's, like, a rash of injuries is Nick Belor. He is there for special teams. And has, having watched him play linebacker, he is only there for special teams. Um, Jeff Risden says, our boy Jeff Risden says, are tank tops and basketball shorts acceptable attire for going to training camp for, or an NFL practice asking for a friend? 100%. They should be. However, in, in, in Florida, I'm they probably are. You're not allowed to, yeah. I'm for, like, I've got, you know, the, the hashtag brand I've got to mm-hmm. uphold, so I'm sitting here with, like, on some days I'll be at practice and I got like pants and a collared shirt on and I'm just like, ah, kill me. I guess I would never wear tank tops or basketball shorts to a practice. I did wear, I think I did wear basketball shorts to like the third day of the combine or the fourth day of the combine or whatever. Cause at that point, like no one was there and I just didn't care anymore. And, uh, <laughs> it was just like, whatever. Um, so I think I did do that. I fire, or maybe it was just, I can't remember what, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's not probably acceptable, but I wouldn't let that stop you either. I guess that would be my response. Jeff um, was Jeff. The first time I met Jeff was and was at the East West Shrine practices in St. Pete this year. And yeah. I've been talking to him for a while on Twitter, but this is the first time I ever met him. And he was wearing, uh, you know, flip flops, yeah. basketball shorts, oh, tank yeah. top, sunglasses. <laughs> like, like Jeff was soaking in that Florida yeah. environment. And I was very proud of him. Now for doing the Senior so. Bowl in in the Shrine practices, anything goes there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that this year, like this year, I'm not going to, I'm just going to be basically wearing like a bathing suit and a shirt (laughs) and a bucket hat. That's what I'm going to do. That's basically what I'm going to do. That sounds like the proper attire right there. Uh, funnier show friends or Seinfeld. How about plot Uh, twist? Neither. (laughs) Wait, you don't like, like either. Nope. Seinfeld, oh. Friends is funnier. I, I will give that. Uh, I think Friends is funnier. Friends is funnier for sure. There are some funny episodes of Friends where I've laughed. Do you I'm, like How I Met Your Mother? No. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Definitely not. I'm very picky when it comes to comedy shows. So this conversation's been kind of had on Twitter you, before. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's I'm 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 like The Office, and then like if I think another show is funny, it's still like several tiers below. Like that's that's how I feel about it. Um, I've watched How I Met Your Mother episode or seasons one through nine like ten times. Yeah, I could not. No, not not a fan of that show at all. Uh, Friends. Well, I'm not, well, not a fan of you. So go on. Next question. <laughs> Friends has some funny parts. I don't think Seinfeld's funny at all, man. Like, I don't get Seinfeld whatsoever. You have no opinions on this. No, I mean, like, Seinfeld's just, like, not, like, my kind of comedy. Yeah. Like, I wasn't one of those people who, like, grew up on Seinfeld, and I think that's one of the shows that you kind of got to grow up on to really appreciate. Yeah, like, I was watching, true. you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Or oh, that's a good show. See, I can get on more all right, with that. Okay, all right, you just salvage yourself. We're back. So Friends is funnier to you, too? Yeah, yeah. All right, so Friends is funnier, but would you rank either in your top five comedy shows or just shows in general? Uh, no. Okay, so so we're we're a little bit similar. I think Friends is like decent, but not like like amazing like a lot of people do. Um, what is the one thing you would change about Kyle Krabs, director of scouting over at ndtscouting.com, and my no. boss and technically out. He wouldn't have wussed out and cut his man yeah. bun like six months ago, man. Cut his man bun, didn't finish the food challenge down in Mobile. I wasn't, Probably I wasn't his clutchness is the one thing I would change about him. I just don't feel like he has that clutch <laughs> factor. How was that eating challenge watching him do it? Was he close? Uh, he like, was pretty he close. He just let, the bread was the only thing that was left. I will give him that. He he was it was very close. It was an impressive. So what was showing. it? What was the challenge again? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was five pulled pork sandwiches. He, he would have to tell you how many pounds and like what the weight was exactly of like what he ate. I can't remember, but Mm-mm. it was the big pig challenge. That's what it was called. Um, and this is yeah, the combine or where is this? This was at or the, Mobile. This was in Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A couple right down the road from where practices were. Yeah. Yep. Couldn't finish the. Couldn't get the, all the bread down. I think you got all the meat down. I don't think you get all the bread down though. It was it was a tough challenge. I'm not gonna lie. The buns are super thick. That makes it really hard. T H I C C. Yes, T H I C C. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Does the 2018 crop of running backs have the potential to be better than the 2017 crop? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And I think I will go so far as to say they are better. There you go. Yeah. 2017 was really tough at the like at the top. I thought there were a lot of good players. Um, but there were so many questions and there will be questions. I'm sure health will come up for a million of these dudes. They find something and uh, that's just always how it goes. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man, like guys, Barkley, uh, I was watching Akram Wadley today over at, uh, from Iowa. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you, I know you haven't seen a ton of him yet, but you would love him like real slippery and just fun to watch. He's really hard to tackle. Um, mm. But yeah, the, this class. I mean, you know, Belage and Scarborough, and I mean, yeah, all the Alabama kids that are eligible. <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that I think 2018 is definitely going to be better. I think so too. Now you named off a lot of the guys that I would uh, put in, uh, in just like right there, or even above the top guys from last year. Yeah. So, right. I think much better depth too throughout. I mean, you're going to have more top 100 guys. I think this year. Uh, how much would you pay to see Joe Marino <laughs> over at NDTScouting.com and FanRagSports.com and also the other half of the Draft Dudes podcast with uh, Cal Krabs and uh, my coworker and I think my kind of my boss too? Uh, how much would you see pay to see him in a male romper? I would pay mm. not to see him in a male romper. I can do yeah, that. Yeah, I would. I'd go that. I'd go that area. Yeah, I'd, that's. I'd that's pay to not see him in a romper. There. 
Maybe you, when we show up to practice, me, you, and Risden in tank top and shorts, he's going to show up in a romper. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. Uh, Connor Rogers over Bleach Report definitely is going to if he's there. <laughs> I'm already preparing myself for that. Um, if you could choose one current NFL head coach to be your dad, who would it be? You know what the funny thing is? I got like three responses Ooh. to this question on here that I'll say Andy Reid. He's so bad at clock management. Kids get to stay up past their bedtime or don't have a curfew. Or <laughs> I was dying, man. Terrific responses. Uh, one NFL head coach that could be your dad. I wish I could say Jim Harbaugh because he just you seems want like. Jim Harbaugh to be your dad? Yes, dude. The guy's Intensity. nuts. Yeah, but. Yeah, but I mean, like, he'd whip you into shape, but then you do some, like, wacky stuff, you know? Like, I don't know. He just seems like a weird, wacky dad, like a dude who'd have a lot of fun. He would be a weird, wacky dad. I will. Yeah, I think, think you're right about that. But he'd also be like, like, if he was your dad the whole time, you'd be famous on Vine for, like, the weird <laughs> stuff that he did. Or, like, you'd have, like, a million Snapchat followers because he just does so many weird, awesome stuff. But... He's not in the NFL anymore, so I can't say that. Andy Reid's a good one. Um, yeah. Trying to think of some other ones. He's a good one. Uh, I mean, Mike Tallman, I think, is just, like, a really cool dude. Um, he would be, like, Mike the coolest Tomlin, dad Mike ever. Tomlin. Like, like he'd keep it 100 with all my friends, and, like, they'd all be like, dude, your dad's the coolest ever. Like, it's true. He's just got that swagger. You know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. teach that swagger that he has. Um uh, you know who else would be a good one? Uh, you know who would be a bad one? Bruce Arians wouldn't be a great one. <laughs> Maybe like grandfather, like, because he's a little wild, you know, but man, that's why da- he'd fly off the handle, man. I wouldn't know what to do, man. That temper would be crazy. Um, Dan Quinn would be like a, like a cool dad. Like, you know, Dan like, Quinn would be a cool dad. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of like a fatherly there. figure, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mike Zimmer would be a tough dad, man. He'd be out in the I backyard, got. breaking your back in the sun every day. <laughs> He'd be right there along with you, though. Got a cigar in his mouth, pulling weeds, <laughs> shoveling up. Yeah, he'd he'd be a tough dad if you wanted to be. Yeah, he, he's he'd be a good option too. Um, okay, who was the most handsome player in the NFL? I might I might get Cam Newton for this one. Cam Newton's probably up there. Cam Newton is extremely handsome. Yeah, um, Julian Edelman. Also yeah, very handsome. Yeah. Eric Decker. Eric yeah. Decker is handsome. Um, most handsome GM is Chris Ballard. I know that for sure. Oh, I know my wife thinks most handsome is uh, Brandon Marshall, I think. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Champ Bailey when he no, played. He's, she was, no, he's a handsome guy. She was all he is about a handsome guy. Yeah. Yep. I never um, hear Brandon Marshall's name up there, but you're right. Yeah, I can it should see be. It. He's a good-looking dude. Um, I, know people, I know people in Tampa uh, – really admire the attractiveness of cam Brate, tight end but now he like shaved his head like, he looks he's, got like. A, he's got like a shaved head now so he doesn't have like a hairstyle so uh, not as you know not as much for me right uh uh yeah I, there's a couple uh antonio brown probably his best smile well, cam's got the one. best well, cam's got the best smile but i do cam's see a great smile yeah yeah antonio uh, Artie Burns or Vernon Hargraves? Oh, we're both coming down on the same side of this one, man. Vernon yeah, Hargraves. Artie sure. Burns. Wait, what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you might have every Bucks fan coming at your neck. Uh, no, Hargraves is better for sure. I mean, I'm still sticking with my pre-draft analysis on this one, obviously, but uh, also, yeah, I just 
Artie Burns had more issues last year that were covered up by the players around him than people realize, I think, if you don't put on the tape. And Hargraves, I know, had some ups and downs too. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking Hargraves moving forward. Uh, Ryan Turley says, I am currently applying for several sports writing jobs. How did you get started and do you have any tips for me? Um, yeah, I, first thing I would say, and I, I know you probably have things to share too, Trevor. First thing I would say is honestly like latch on. To, like if you want to like start covering high school sports or work locally or whatever, like latch on wherever you can, you know, the, wherever you want to cover something. Like I wanted, I didn't want to cover that kind of stuff. I wanted to, you know, back in the day they would have called it probably cutting corners, but I wanted to cover NFL football and do that kind of stuff. But today's world, I mean, there's so many sites and so many opportunities to get your name out there and social media and everything. Start doing that, even if it's for no money or anything, something like that. I don't know how old uh, you are, Ryan, but um, you know, I think that if you start doing that and, and getting into an editing process somewhere, you know, a site that hasn't maybe an editing process or learning about editing or things like that, AP style, uh, maybe you learned that in school. I don't know, you know, what that experience has been like for you, but um, if you can master some of those technical aspects of things and get the experience working for somewhere covering the sport that you want to someday cover. And some guys would love to cover local sports and things like that. I just didn't have that that drive, so I just started writing, you know, at sites that nobody had ever heard of, and just kind of working my way up and building a social media platform. I mean, it took several years, um, but eventually, you know, if you continue to grow and continue to learn, you'll learn about the game. I don't know if you want to cover football, Ryan, or another sport. Football, there's a lot to learn about the X's and O's aspects of the game and things like that. If you want to really have a niche in the field, I think basketball hockey i think those things are a lot simpler to pick up schematically and and to understand what's happening in front of you on the screen um you know so i i think that that's just have an insatiable appetite to learn everything that you can uh, i think but also get get in somewhere where you can get experience writing there's enough entry-level sites and things like that where you could get a spot build up a social media platform uh if your content's good and improving um connect with the right people and eventually you know Hopefully you've got to that point where you can start getting paid jobs and things like that. So that would be my my basic advice, probably. Yeah, I mean, the, you you kind of laid out a lot of uh, the the blueprints to kind of have success in this industry. It was certainly getting your hands dirty, doing whatever you can. Um, I wrote for a number of different places before I ended up getting the job that I have now. Um, and just something that I say is, you know treat i guess like treat your readers with respect man there's mm-hmm. gonna be plenty of people who disrespect you and like that's that's fine but never go into something thinking that you're gonna write something and the first thing that you should do is really defend it like vehemently and like you should have an opinion be smart in your opinion but like respect the people that are reading it too because at the end of the day they're the ones who are taking the time out of their day to read somebody else's work and to read your work and I got to say that, you know, obviously I've, I've kind of carved out my own little niche doing X's and O's stuff. And that's another thing that I would tell you to do. Find something that nobody else is doing or that not many people are doing and really kind of make it your thing. That's an easy way to really help you rise up and just get newer, new opportunities. But like at the end of the day, I know everybody says like never go into the comment section, all that stuff. And sometimes it is true. Sometimes it's just people saying stuff that just doesn't make any sense or arguing going back and forth and even being malicious but at other times you get a lot of people who will comment on your article for the first time and will want to have a conversation with it or just like a follow-up question or something and when you reply to those people when the writer of whatever they took the time to read responds to them wants to have a conversation about it you get somebody who can be a fan for you for life 
whether you're writing for a Buccaneer site and then all of a sudden you get a bigger mm-hmm. job to go cover the Eagles, that person that followed you with the Bucks, if if you treated them with respect as a reader, is going to follow you on your career wherever you yeah. go. And that's a really easy way to continue to build off of where you go when you take steps in the career instead of just going from one step to the other and never really making the big jump. You'd be able to um, – you know, compile an audience, mm-hmm. compile a brand, if you will, and so that's that's not you know finding a niche and respecting the people who take the time to read your stuff is something right. that I found takes you a long way in this business. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, thoughts on Bud Dupree breaking out this season? Definitely think he has the ability to as long as he stays healthy. Uh, yeah, I agree. This could be definitely be the year that he, he breaks out and he started to flash at the end of last season. You know, we haven't seen much from him. Um, things really got derailed last year with him being hurt. Uh, that was kind of disappointing, but year three is typically the year to watch for with edge pass rushers. And so, yeah, this is definitely the year to watch if he doesn't break Who out. Who did he hit last year What's in that? the playoffs? Oh, Who did he uh, hit? Matt Moore. Wasn't Matt Moore the Dolphins? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That was the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Cause that was on, my... he was dropped into coverage and, and then just when that guy, when he rolled out, he just, he's a freak athlete in terms of, uh, you know, Explosive coverage, fish. explosiveness. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, still developing that bend and kind of ability to turn the corner, but um, hopefully he can do that and counter moves. Honestly, he could play speed counter games all day and, and just win playing that way. Um, so I just I just watched the hit again while you were talking about that, and I don't know how Matt, I don't really know how Matt Moore lived. Honestly. I honestly don't either. And he came back in the game. I, I have I have no clue. That was I was one of the, I, I was in the press box when that happened, and every single person in the press box was like, "Oh my dear God, what just happened?" Like. <laughs> it was it was it was crazy reaction from people who have watched football for just years and years and years because he I mean it was a twenty yard run I mean just full yeah. sprint without breaking stride right into him I mean it's a lot of man and a lot of momentum yes yes uh, who was slash is more hated by the general public Levar Ball or Christian Leitner uh, Zach says I'm a CL fan to be honest um, I'm a Duke guy so I don't know I mean Christian Leitner historically I'm sure is more hated but. Right now, currently, LeVar Paul probably. Yeah. And and rightfully so. Uh, did you know that – oh, here we go. Uh, that question's not really even a question. Uh, did you know that during World War II, Australia fought and lost a war of itself against Emus there, the Jets? I don't know what that – I have no it's idea what saying, It's there. saying that the Jets yeah. are so much of a dumpster fire that they're, they're fighting themselves along with another war against the rest of the NFL teams. Right. I like it's it. It's more of kind of a statement. that, But I guess it refers back to last week's World War II question. Uh, it's a little late, but as a Chiefs fan, what is actually going on in Kansas City? Most of us have officially lost it. Yeah, John Dorsey getting fired. That was pretty surprising, right? Did not see that coming. Um, he has really built up a great – I mean, he, they were 2-14 and 14 when he got there. They had had, like, I think five of the past six seasons have been losing seasons. He and Andy Reid came in together. There was not really any reported friction. They've uh, had winning records all four years. They've been there, made the playoffs three of those years. Um, last two years have been, I think, record-wise, right up there with like New England, maybe is the best records in the NFL over that time. Um, yeah, I mean, they obviously, I think he's made great free agent signings. You know, Mitchell Schwartz bringing him in, even going back to Alex Smith. Uh, draft picks. I mean, he's nailed pretty much all his first rounders now that Eric Fisher's <laughs> developed a little bit. And um, yeah, it's Marcus Peters. I mean, think about the guys he's brought in here. Chris Jones is a second rounder. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, it's uh, Travis Kelsey was a third rounder. It's it's inter. I don't know. I, I have no. I mean, the salary cap was. You could say mismanaged. I guess a little bit. I, I wouldn't have probably given the money to Duvernay Tardif and uh, to to um, even maybe to Fisher. You know that he did. But uh, you know, he built a team that's one of the best rosters in the NFL. That's going to cost you money. That's just kind of the way it is. So um, 
I don't know what else is going on behind the scenes there. The Chiefs are a pretty stable organization typically, and so mm-hmm. this is yeah, kind of surprising to me. Um, if you had to guess today, where do you see Josh Sweat being picked in the draft? He needs to stay healthy, right? That's the biggest thing. I mean, we need sure we need to see more of him. Day two, top one hundred guy. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's. I don't know if he's twitchy enough, and this might just be because he came off that injury. I don't know if he's twitchy enough to be considered a first round. He's huge. I mean, yeah. he's got great size, and he wears a single digit number as a defensive end, and he has dreadlocks. It's as if you want me to love him, Florida yeah. State people, right? Um, which I like secretly do, but I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's twitched up enough to be a top thirty-two guy. So, and I'm not going to say just because of his size and his, well, the nature he, of. He his played eleven game. games last year. I didn't realize that he played. Yeah, that yeah many. he did. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah hmm. he did. His injury was uh, past stuff, like okay. before, even before that. But, oh, okay. um, but he's still, you know, like he looks, he looks athletic, but didn't look twitched up. So I don't really think he's going to be a top 32 guy. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I don't see him in any way being not being a top 100 guy. So I'll just say day two. I think he's a uh, round two, round three prospect. Uh, is the NBA offseason more exciting than the NBA regular season? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, the games themselves might be exciting for some people, but, you know, I uh- I grew up near Pittsburgh. We don't have a team per se. You know, I, like I said, I've, I've before I've been a Warriors fan since I was uh, a teenager, but um, you know, I, other than, other than that, you know, and even in the regular season, I'm not going to act like I follow them and I'm this diehard, you know, I, I, I follow the results, but I don't watch games or anything like that. So for, for me, yeah, the off season is more interesting probably. Who wins in a three-way cage match, James Harrison, Khalil Mack, or Vaughn Miller? No, Harrison. James Harrison, yeah, come gosh, on now. James, Har- James Harrison picks up the cage and uses it as a weapon. Yeah. Okay? Like, that's what we're talking about. And, like, crushes the other two with the cage that he's supposed to be caged in. Yeah. While his son is wraps his, has his legs wrapped around his midsection and is doing sit-ups. Wow. Keep adding. Keep going to it. While riding a T-Rex. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> that escalated <laughs> real quick. That was crazy. Who would be a better NFL player? Cowie Leonard, say he's a couple inches shorter, uh, at cornerback. Hmm. I wouldn't see him as a corner. Uh, John Wall as a wide receiver, or Russell Westbrook at strong safety. Westbrook I, would be 100% I, the best NFL. If the if all I'm NBA players to went to the NFL. Like this. I'm going to do a questionnaire like this, and I'm going to pick some different names, but this is one that I've been I've – been, I've been thinking about this question and the four players that I want to put in there for like – Five months. I've been thinking about this Westbrook's question. like pick 101. Right. Westbrook at safety. And another one that I would go with would be like Anthony Davis at tight end or oh something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to tweet this out at some point. And I guess since somebody asked the question, I'll tweet it out sooner rather than later. I'm going to have four NBA players. And just like they would be the most freak mismatches of all time. And I'm going to see what people answer it. But – yeah, for this question, for these, for this answer, Russell Westbrook, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, he and LeBron would be top two in the terms of an mm-hmm. NBA to NFL transition. I think um, freak, freak athletes. I'd like to see the Greek freak in there too. Did you see Stephen A. Smith when he said the on crack thing? Yes, dude. I was crying. I don't know what's better, him saying the on crack thing or him with the vine, where it's just it's the different ways of him saying weed. 
I, both of them just kill uh, me. We're going to need you to do like on Monday or like a rendition of that scene. We're going to need you to. <laughs> well, I will. I'll look it up exactly how it goes. Memorize in the tempo it. <laughs> Next week, we will have episodes Monday and Tuesday, and then we're taking a little break. We're going to be off the rest of the week. Um, I'm actually not a vacation. I have prior engagements uh, for the rest of the week, and we're taking a little bit of a break middle of the summer kind of deal. Um, and then we're going to be back. The following week, we'll talk interior defensive line. We'll run through the rest of the defensive positions in uh, July. And then in August, we're going to have season previews and such for college football, conferences, things like that. Um, And obviously talking prospects more and more uh, as we get to that point and with what we've seen. And then right before the season starts, baby, we're going to have positional Mm -hmm. rankings out for you all. So get ready because that 2018 draft process is already starting to roll. As always, keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft. The kids are playing and laughing. The house is filled with the life you've worked so hard to build. You're committed to protecting this life and everyone in it. Life insurance from USAA can help. Call 1-800-531-LIFE for a quote. 